Hey guys, this is Jenna Irby, also known as Esthetician Jenna. I am owner of Skin Fit Aesthetics. I am also the co-host of the Charm School podcast. And in my own business, I use Schedulicity. And the reason I love Schedulicity is because it is so convenient for my clients. The platform and the website is so user-friendly. People can go on there anytime, day or night, when they're off of work, they're unwinding, they're finally in their bed at 8 p.m., ready to schedule their facial service when in traditional work hours, a receptionist would not be there. And they can just pop on the website, drink their cocktail, glass of wine while they're watching their favorite TV show and conveniently book their service with me. So that's why I love Schedulicity is just the convenience that it gives myself as well as my clients. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno, CEO and founder of Schedulicity, and we're proud to bring you this amazing podcast. Hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tom. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? Hey, uh, so, you know, for like the 20th podcast in a row, we're still stuck up in this, uh, this, this COVID separation that we have. Yeah, I can't, I'm not digging it, but it is what it is. <laughs> what it is, man. It's the new, it's the new, it's the new real, right? Yeah. I'd much rather have a microphone instead of a, some of these, you know, these little earbuds. Mm-hmm. I, well, I got a microphone and it, it's a, uh, it's all awesome. Yeah. It's- I'm missing mine. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of weird how like like the microphones become like my security blanket. You know, it's like like I feel comfortable talking behind it, but if I were to like move it away and, and talk in headphones, there's just like I don't know. It's it's just a little more insecurity there. You know, imagine like a musician like singing with a guitar in his hands. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, I get you. Yeah, exactly. It's so weird. Just the psychology of that is so weird. Uh, man, dude, I can't wait to get out, but. You know what I mean? But until then, you know, we just keep digging and keep grinding, brother. Keep keep digging and keep grinding. So, um, you know, speaking of digging and grinding, we uh, we got like uh, certainly one of our uh, our favorite hairstylists um, f- from the circuit, and and we're lucky enough to see this fella um, a few times a year on the circuit, and and we always have interesting conversations, and um, you know, we usually uh we usually do the uh, the handshake hug with them when we get to see them. I don't know what that looks like in the future. Maybe like a like, like a wave from across the room or something. <laughs> Try to maintain some social distancing. But uh, nonetheless, uh, definitely one of my favorite favorite uh, people that are on the circuit. Yeah, last time we saw him, he uh, he uh, podcast bomb Maddie Conrad's on stage. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he he definitely came on and uh, and jumped on uh, on the Maddie Conrad. Uh, 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 podcast from the stage which is pretty pretty dope yeah so this guy he always seems to to have self-awareness right he's he's a deep thinker he takes care of himself uh you know mentally and and so you know we thought it'd be a great idea to bring this guy on and uh trying to talk about you know some of the things that he's doing in order to kind of stay in in the right mindset yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so today we're talking to Matt Sweeney uh, from Lanza uh, uh, Healing Color Shampoo, whatever. He, he's with Lanza, and um, you know he also works with uh, with Behind the Chair a bunch. And you know it was actually a pleasant surprise last time we talked to him about how deep of a thinker he was. I didn't I didn't realize that 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 that's where the conversation was going to go. Um, and uh, the conversation that we had with him last time, which is about a year and a half ago now, it was just completely unscripted too. Like it it, it was uh, again. Uh, one of my favorite conversations that we had just because it was so unscripted and we just went all over the place and I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was super authentic. It was real. And, uh, it, you know, he didn't hold anything back. It was just like a real conversation on what he was doing. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I think, I think if you could define him by one word, it would be authentic, right? 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is who he is and he, he ain't afraid of it, which is great. <laughs> That's it. Um, I, I love it. And I love, love uh, his experiences. So let's go ahead and bring him in. So Mr. Matt Sweeney, welcome back to your day off. What's up, fellas? What's going on, brother? It's more, it's more like my, my month and a half off, but it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man. 
you know though matt you say that and like uh, i feel like i've had less time off now you know now that we're in this i just like I, it's I, I never just kind of shut down you know it's like I'm, I'm on the go 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 whether it's you know trying to get money from the government or whether it's uh you know planning the next podcast or um like i was talking to you guys earlier um you know cleaning up from our our february tornado you know yeah yeah it's, it is a busy time man i mean i guess it's like so what is it you know sometimes when you have nothing when your calendar's clear the calendar is more full you know 100 percent. yeah i i was telling my, my wife the other day i said i can't believe how busy we are because i mean you fill it with something else right if it's not uh what you love or what you're doing with hair or, or you know the show or whatever it's going to get filled you know what mm-hmm. i mean something's going to fill it you know for the first yeah. time ever like you know you have those clients that are newly retired and you're like man how you digging your retirement time they're like man i'm busier than ever and like you know, until this moment, like I was kind of like, I didn't understand that, but I totally get it now. I, you know, I think this is what retirement looks like for all of us. Oh, for sure. I was, uh, I was just talking to my, one of my buddies who worked uh, with for me and we were talking about this the other day. I'm like, man, this is retirement. And I'm like, I guess I was always worried I couldn't do retirement. And I'm like, no, I can do retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I can yeah, do we're out, yeah, we're out building out in the backyard. My, uh, we, we built this whole light light post frame around the patio now we're, we're still building a, a brick uh smoker pit you know a rotisserie nice. pit yeah that's cool yeah i figured I, we... I used to have a, a brick pizza oven when i lived in miami in my backyard man that thing got a lot of use yeah exactly Are you adding one of those didn't you talk about that at one point yeah yeah i had yeah what what we'll have one of those <laughs> <laughs> yeah because we always have barbecues at the house yeah know? No, I know. Me too. Yeah. I love barbecuing. Can't wait for the pizza. I'm, I'm going to have to barbecue you a steak one day, man. We're going to have a little cook-off. Oh, boy. Heritage Street cook-off. I love it. All uh-huh. right. We'll do that. <laughs> I, I'm going to give you a little reverse sear on that steak, and you ain't going to know what hit you. Uh-oh. I'm with you. I'm with you. I like it. Uh-huh. I, I like uh-huh. the reverse sear. That's my favorite way of doing it as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. We can do it. Can, yep. can you guys cook me some mushrooms? Uh, it depends what kind. I don't know. I'm a vegetarian. I'm getting a reverse uh, steak that sounds so delicious right now. Well, we'll eat our steak in front of you, and then we'll give you some twigs and berries, brother. <laughs> I'll take I take it all the time, Matt. Yeah, yeah, with a little with a little garlic and oregano, you'll be good. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. So, Matt, what um, I, I was talking about the shows and stuff. Like, like how have uh. What have you what have you been doing instead of the shows or, or, or are you anxious to get back or what have you been doing kind of with your uh, quote unquote downtime? Well, I've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of Internet stuff, right? Obviously, a lot of lives mm-hmm. um, just for Lanza and for BTC, um, just to kind of like stay in touch with the family, you know, of hairdressers that are out there. Uh, other than that, man, honestly, I, I've just been taking this time to kind of like remember who I am, you know, and I and I don't think that I don't mean that in a negative, like I'm not a hairstylist and I'm not a guy who, you know, loves what I do. I do love what I do, but work can tend to take over. And I think this is a, just was been a real solid time just to remember, like, you know, who who Matt, who Matt really, who Matt really is without work, you know, without the 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 idealism of like i gotta be this guy or i gotta you know i gotta travel here i gotta do this i gotta be this guy on stage but like who who is matt swinney and what really makes matt swinney tick that's wonderful i'm so anxious to see at the end of this thing you know because a lot of people you hear that a lot of people kind of like are digging deep in themselves or they're finding themselves or they or they're or, or they're reconnecting with themselves right is is that going to stay the the norm now is people go, are people going to um take that connection and bring it forward or do they leave it with covid and, and go back to same old same old i think that's, that's a good question i think it's a you know nobody knows i mean we are a very forgetful society right so like we move fast we move on and we forget what happened you know two days ago um but the one thing is, is, you know, that whatever, everything you read or what it says it takes roughly about three weeks to create a habit. So there could be some more like positive habit forming things that, that come out of, out of, uh, you know, this pandemic, if you will. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, and and I think Tony, I think I think the true answer is like it'll be fifty fifty, right? Or, or it'll fall somewhere in the median. You know, you'll have some people that that'll dig real deep, um, you know, in the moment, but then when this is over, you know, they'll they'll, they'll go back to whatever the new norm is because I think we're past whatever normal is, right? Whatever the new norm is, but I think you know, just statistically, it'll it'll you know, there'll, there'll be a median in there that, that'll hold on to it, and some people will dig way way deeper, um, you know, with with Matt you know, like ayahuasca stories, or then you have people that kind of like dump off uh, right away. Matt, what is, what's your practice? Like you said that, you know, you're, 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 I don't know if you were saying, but you were remembering who am I? Do you have a practice in which you're like, okay, this is how, this is how I, I'm, I'm looking for grounded Mr. Sweeney. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I have like an actual practice. Um, you know, I, I meditate, you know, I do, um, I do yoga uh i do pilates which is pilates is really great for your breath you know it's also like a form of meditation but i think uh majority of what i what i mean by that is finding myself is like just finding other things man i mean i do hair all the time you know like i, I work behind the chair all the time and then i fly on the weekends and go do more hair and then i come home and, and rinse repeat and you start to like forget like what you know or you don't even have hobbies it's like what do what what fills my soul outside of, you know, doing hair because hair cannot be my only identity, you know, hair and kids cannot be my only identity. So I need to find other things. So example, like I may, I've been like woodworking over this time. So I don't know if you either, you guys, I mean, I know Tony, you're building something in your backyard right now. You were just talking about, right. So, you know, when you're doing that kind of stuff, it's, it's a meditation in and of itself. It's like a working meditation. So I built a really beautiful coffee table for inside the house. I built a bar for the salon, you know, just stuff like that. Um, just finding things that ignite my soul outside of hairdressing, because that cannot be the only identity that one has. Like work cannot be the only identity that one has. I, I love, 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 love that. And that's, uh, Getting back to our earlier conversation about when we're talking about barbecue and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Up until we started the podcast, um, I have I had a barbecue competition team, and we we used to do about you know ten, twelve competitions a year, uh, up and down uh, around the Mid Atlantic uh, circuit. So, and then we started the podcast, and you know less and less barbecue. So this time has given me the time to 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 go back to the to the pit. Uh, but yeah, you're right. You, you can connect outside of hair because, you know, 24 seven, you know, you live hair and uh, mm-hmm. you forget what kind of draws you to uh, or kind of fulfills you outside of this. Right. And that's yeah, I mean, it's true, man. It's like, you know, people are either trying to get busy behind the chair. They're trying to make their salon work. They're trying to become an educator or they're trying to become insta famous. Like that's like what hairdressers are doing. Like all that's what they're spending the majority of time, especially hairdressers that are like, if you will, like in the age, like 30 to like 45, 50, right. The younger ones, like some of them, I've got a few of those that work for me and they're a little bit smarter and take time off and do other things for themselves. But when you get into that range of like 30 to 50, I think we just have been instilled to like work, 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 you know, so hard that I feel even Prior to this, you know, I, I meditate and I do things for myself, but it doesn't mean that I had an identity outside, you know, of, of hairdressing. Do you think that like the 35 to 50 year olds are, it's something that was instilled in them? Or do you just think it, it's the legacy game? Like, like I feel like I'm, I'm much more motivated and, and I don't want to overblow this or, or, or whatever, but but that, that, that it's the legacy kind of like, you know, you, now you have enough life experience to share life experience. So that becomes your legacy. Maybe I, I, yeah, maybe, I guess, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I don't, I, I still think we have, it's that the Joneses, man. Like it's like, I, I still think that whether it's conscious or subconscious, it's that like Jones's mentality of like, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do more. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do more. And where you get some of these younger people and they're like, man, I'm just going to be happy. And whatever that looks like today, I'm going to do that, you know? Um, and I think that there's, you know, there's a real power in that mind, in that mindset. Um, we do live in a world where you have to, you know, obviously pay your bills and whatever. But if you're means, if you're living at those means, right? Like you don't need to have a 
BMW at, you know, 21 or whatever the case may be, and your means are less and you're taking public transportation or you're on your bike or whatever, um, and you can afford that lifestyle acting that way. I don't know. To me, I, I have a lot of respect for people that um, choose choose their inside before their outside. I think people forget. I don't think, and you're right. As you were talking, it was coming to me like people are less content. It seems like right. People can't find mm-hmm. that contentment, and so they're constantly mm-hmm. searching and searching and searching, yeah. moving, moving, trying to fit. You know, and wow. Yeah, just look at the divorce rate, man. you know know, stuff like that they just can't you know you can't be content with just like living you know this this nice life and kind of like taking the time this is what we're doing right now with COVID is we're forced to take the time to figure out who we are you know And, and you can do that or you can we can sit and complain about COVID or you know stress about COVID or you can take the time to you know heal get better love that you know there's been a lot of memes and stuff around about like and not even just memes but just you know like news stories and stuff about like how la is clearing up and how like i just saw in puerto rico for the first time in something like 100 or 200 years there's actually like a, a luminescent uh um plank on the um uh, what are they yeah, the bio bay the, the yeah bio bay. yeah um, they're little plankton that have you ever been in one of those by the way no but it seems so cool to me Tony, you know talking about? yeah with the ground yeah. where it glows, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So there are these little like microplanktons, and when they get when they get nervous or when they get scared, they flash light, right? And then they fall to the bottom of of whatever body of water they're in to like regenerate their defense mechanism, if you will. But when you're swimming, I swim in one of the AKs, and when you're swimming in it and you like lift your arms out of the water, it looks like diamonds falling off your body. It's it is literally one of the most amazing visual experiences you could ever experience. That is pretty cool. Do you think this is like Mother Nature's way of shaking the tree? Like, hey, you know, listen up, listen up, uh, humans. You know, because uh, it, it seems like uh, it, again, not to get too like woohoo about it, but you know, oh, that's a bad pun. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, you, do do you think there's there's some validity to that? Well, I'm a little bit of conspiracy theorist about how like the whole COVID-19 started, but I think that mother nature is the beneficiary of, you know, uh, act of a human because, and and in essence, then yes, you could say mother nature, right? Because um, we are all part of one um, consciousness, right? So mother nature and humans, we're all part of the same consciousness. So there could be like some guide uh, inside however COVID started beyond, you know, um, beyond what we can even comprehend but yeah i think mother nature is a huge beneficiary she's the number one beneficiary of this and i just i hope to god people can see that i mean it's like the dolphins in venice right like dolphins hasn't been in venice in like something like 40 years and they're jumping through the canals and stuff like that i mean these things this is how our world is supposed to look but we're just too stupid to (laughs) realize that we are completely deteriorating what takes care of us most you know i was reading i was reading a medium article and they were talking about um again go back to like pre like uh, mechanical ships you know like when they were like wind drawn or they were they were road drawn um and uh there was a they had like um like captain's notes of of these ships that were thousands and thousands of year uh miles apart but they could hear the same whale calls and like all these whale calls have been drowned out by like, you know, mechanical um, engineering, you know, but yeah. I, I, I found that fascinating that, you know, thousands, like 5,000 miles. I mean, we're not talking, we're talking like huge distances that they could hear the same exact whale calls. And then you kind of wonder like, you know, it, again, is, is the, was that whale call intended to go 5,000 miles? Meaning was there a listener 5,000 miles away? And, you know, if, if you believe in mother nature, then you, you have to believe that, that, that there was a purpose for that. It was just interesting to me. You got to send me that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, if yeah, I yeah. find it, if I can find it, yeah, if you find it, into the article. Yeah. It was. It was super mega interesting. I, I love all that shit, man. I, I totally believe in all that, man. I, I do. I just. It's crazy. Like even here, like at my house, you know, in Minneapolis and whatnot. Like my buddy lives in the city. The other day, he had like a whole family of wild turkeys like rolling through his yard because well, it's just quieter. Yeah. You know, there's just less action, so they feel safe. It's got to be a good feeling. 
Yeah, you see all those pictures where the wild animals are like uh, are going to the city streets or getting closer to the urban areas because of you know everybody's quarantined, so they're getting more yeah. comfortable coming in. And it also crazy. shows you how how fast Mother Nature could really take us out. Oh yeah, you know, you know. I, know. I mean, really, like if, if all the animals got together and said, you know what, enough of these fucking humans, <laughs> <laughs> we we might be fucked. I think that it was Nat Geo or his discovery that did a, a, a TV show a few years ago. And, and the premise of the show was how long, if, if human life just, just, just disappeared, right? How long would it take mother nature to, uh, to like regenerate or, or to come back? And it was fascinating because they were able to kind of break it down almost moment by moment going, you know, up to a hundred thousand years. And it was only like, like 10,000 years before, like they would all, there'd be, there would cease to be any um, um, human uh, intervention. Is that the right word? You know, yeah. it's pretty cool. That's cool. That's yeah. Awesome. But it was like weeks and uh, and months how the the animals would roam the cities and stuff like that. It, it was crazy how just how fast it, things change. On that note, Tony, like, you know, there's already coyotes in Central Park now. Like, are they, are they, have they multiplied since then? Because coyotes, boy, there's no animal in the world that, that, that evolves quicker than, than coyotes. Except for rats. Well, that's Hey, you know what? If, if there's a bunch of coyotes, you don't have to worry about the rat. <laughs> Listen, there's only one animal that I'm like not into, and it's rats, man. They just gross me out. I don't know if you guys, do you guys remember the movie Remington Steel? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I remember the movie, but I don't remember the, what it's about. It was like Pierce Brosnan 800 years ago. And there's a scene where they stick this guy in a room and they cut him up, little cuts, and then they just unload rats in the room. And all you hear is like these rats like going to town. And I think I was like five years old when my dad showed it to me. And ever since then, I've been totally just frigging like the scared of rats. I'll get out. But there was the, um, there was a Chuck Norris movie, right? Like when they, when they hung him upside down and they put a rat in a, in a, on a hood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Or last, look, last night we watched an episode of Grimm, and it was about a bunch of uh, rats, right? I don't know if you know the premise of, of what Grimm, the, show, the TV series is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this guy, he was the, he he was kind of the Pied Piper with the violin. He was his underlying character was a rat, but he controlled all these rats, and he would have have them attack. And oh, uh, nope. yeah, it was like a million rats just eating. I had a client once and she was sitting in my chair and she was telling me about her rats and how they were pets and they're like, oh, how wonderful they were and how loving they were. And when she got done with her story, the only thing that came out of my mouth and it was a total like mistake, but it was like, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I never saw her again after that. I think she was very offended. And I felt bad, but I, it was like verbal throw up. I couldn't even stop it. I was like, well, <laughs> Oh, that's so crazy i used to have uh i used to get these little white mice and just to feed them to my to my snake oh nice but, yeah snakes don't scare me right but rats do <laughs> it's me me it's rats and spiders you know spiders yeah oh. I, I like respect spiders like i'll catch i'll catch them and throw them outside if they're in the house but uh yeah but i ain't hanging out with one you know i'm not yeah, no, I wouldn't know. They're all up in here. Oh, stop, yeah. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no spider as a pet. I was driving down the road in Puerto Rico once, and we're driving, and this thing, like, you could, we're on a dirt road, and you could see this, like, thing in the middle of the road, and as we got closer, it jumped like this, boom, landed on the hood of the Jeep, and it was a spider. What? It was like, it was like this, man. <laughs> it jumped off the ground, landed on the hood of the car, it was like this. And my wife was screaming so loud. The car was going like this. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I, would have been, I would have been on the next plane out of there, man. There's just no yeah, way. A, oh. They got some big-ass spiders down there. Big. Hey, 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 Maddie, speaking of, um, speaking of rats, have, uh, in the Caribbean, they have these things called banana rats. Have you seen them? I have. They're about the size of a dog. They're huge. Mm-hmm. It's God's thing. Yeah. Like when I, so I had this beautiful house in this really nice uh, area of um, – uh, Guaynabo was the neighborhood, so it's right, basically, uh, uh, let's see, so where would it be? It's just by maybe about 15 minutes from the beach, um, so not far. Anyway. This is in, this, in Puerto Rico? Yeah, this is no Puerto Rico, when we lived in Puerto Rico. 
And, you know, we ha everyone has like walls as fences, like concrete walls. So it's about 10 feet high or something like that. And at night I would sit out on the patio and I would just watch the rats run across the top of, yeah, mm -hmm. it was bad, but they would never come in your space, but they would go on the top of all the, all the fences. Yeah. It reminds, um, I mean, me, it reminds me of Robert De Niro in Cape Fear. You know, he's oh, like, yeah. Counselor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sitting right there. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know how we got onto like rats and, and spiders. <laughs> yeah. No. no. Phobias. Our little phobias. Yeah. It's so funny, man. That's crazy. Um, you, Do you have lots of wildlife in Min uh, Minneapolis? Yeah, man. I mean, Minnesota, Minneapolis in general, is just a great place. Parks everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, there'll be a fox in my backyard. There'll be a deer in my backyard. And I'm literally three blocks from Minneapolis, you know? Um, so I'm not out in the suburbs or in the sticks or anything like that. And there's wildlife everywhere, man. It's beautiful. I mean, the, the only thing about it is that it's fucking cold. It's cold. It's I mean, cold a long time. It's really fuck, really fucking cold. <laughs> especially yeah. from puerto rico right <laughs> oh. i mean i love it here but i'm when my kids are when my no i'm i'm, I'm gone got it I'm gone. when my kids are in college speaking uh, of that last time my you older were... son just signed to play football at cal so oh that's a right. cal poster in the back oh congratulations yeah brother awesome yeah thanks thanks what? man yep he, he's like a defensive end or something right no he's a he's an offensive lineman Got it. Six 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 two eighty five, and he's a junior right now. In high school, junior in high school. Yeah, yeah. So he early committed. So he's actually going to be. He's. It will be next January. So whatever, ten months from now or eight months from now, uh, he'll be going out to Cal. It's what they call a gray shirt. So he'll graduate high school half a semester early. He'll go start training with the team in January. That's incredible, man. Wow. That's two hundred and eighty thousand dollars worth of education that kid saved me. Good work, that kid. What's his name? Bastion. Bastion. So we have to keep an eye out for Bastion. Right. Yeah, he's That's he's crazy. a beast, man. He's gonna start. As, he's. I think he's gonna play as a freshman. So as a true freshman. As a true freshman, I think he will. That's amazing. Wow. I mean, what else is a dad gonna think though? There, Matt. Come on. Oh, no. I mean, listen, a lot of linemen redshirt. I mean, like, that's just the thing. Like, if, if you're a lineman, you redshirt, which, you know, for people that don't know what that means, that means that you don't lose a year of college eligibility and you still get to practice with the team and you still get to go to the games and all that stuff, but you can't step on the field during game time, but you can practice. But I think because he's so versatile as a, as a player, um, it's going to be hard to pass it up. He's going to be 310 by the time season rolls around. So if he can get to the speed of the game, um, then he'll play. That's awesome. That's a big man. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm a total realist with my kids. Like I'm totally honest with them 100 percent of the time. Not that I'm a dream squasher, but I'm a realist about things that I know. So like when he was a kid, he's always like, I want to play tight end. I'm gonna play tight end. I'm like, no, you're not. You're gonna play offensive line and you're gonna go to the NFL playing offensive line. I can guarantee you that. I can tell by the way you move. And then here we are. Here we are. That's awesome, man. You're like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's 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 pretty awesome. So he he's pretty athletic, then, huh? Offensive line. Oh yeah, he's a ba he's a basketball player too. Um, yeah, he's good. Is he gonna play? Uh, try to play ball for Cal as well, or no? He can't. When you get to that level, man. I mean, when you're when you're uh, top tier D one, like you're gonna, it's tough to play two sports. I mean, I don't think it would be. And plus, this Cal is such a great education. You know, it's like I think it's like number five in the country for education. So. Uh, he's got to hit those books too, right? So, no, hundred percent. That's awesome, man. It's pretty exciting. So, when how old is your uh, how old is your other uh, child? He's twelve. He's gonna be thirteen in two weeks, and uh, he's he's quite the stud too. I, I already he's gonna be a tight end. He's gonna be the tight end. He's gonna be the tight end. <laughs> I'm already grooming him. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I, I hope I hope he's gonna be built like Gronk. Oh, he will. No, it will because he's got like portions of me, which is like obviously I'm a little bit like like more husky, if you will. And then my wife is super lean, and like you can see every muscle in her body. So he's like got a little bit of a mixture. Um, so he's gonna be he's gonna be a beast. Nice. That's all. We have to look for him, man. In a few years, there. That's only four years yeah. away too, right? So and then I'm gone. And then I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think you guys will end up? Back to Arizona. I don't know, man. You know, we talked about uh, buying an Airstream. 
get out. And then, yeah, yeah. And then, so like maybe like January, we'll take off the whole month of January and we'll just go different places and do different things. And um, yeah, do that for a few years and then kind of figure things out, you know, while we're still young, because I'm only 42 years old, man. So 47, this, you know, this can happen where I can take a month off in the winter and go places and, and see the world and, you know, even more in a different way. And um, yeah, so to buy an Airstream, start out and then figure it out from there, man. That's awesome. Matt, how has it been like, I mean, you have, you have a, a son who's a, we have two sons that, that are pretty committed to football and, and you know, com- football almost always happens Friday night or Saturday. Um, how have you worked out your, your travel schedule with, 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 and also, you know, still being an involved dad? Does that make sense? Of course it does. Yeah, totally. Um, so once the kids hit sixth grade, um, then Lonza knows, like, I can't, I can't leave until late Saturday. That's just how it is. You know, uh, I've missed some really great events, you know, like some overseas events and um, stuff that I would like to do that would actually be fulfilling for me. But, you know, these, these times, man, with our kids, man, they only happen. I mean, it's such a, a, a blink, you know, people who have kids understand people who don't, you will one day, if you have children, you'll understand it happens in a blink. And, and, I don't, it's it's hard to explain, like, it's actually more rewarding to see them succeed than it is to succeed myself. Mm. Um, yeah, and so, I don't know, it's, it's crazy, because if you ask my oldest son, it's so funny, because he'll be like, you know, I traveled all the time when he was little, like, I was gone all the time, and he's always like, he'll tell people, you know, my dad's always there when I need him, you know, and it, I, it, it's not about the length of time you're around, it's about the quality of time when you're there, you know, and if, if you can fully focus on certain things um, with them, then, you know, yeah. I mean, it's not, again, it's not about the length. It's about the quality. I love that. Yeah. Uh, I, when, um, when my daughter was, uh, was a teenager and like, she was, she was very uh, involved in softball and, you know, there was a time where, you know, she was just losing interest and, and, you know, dad, me as her coach, since she was little, you know, wasn't losing interest at the same rate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. uh, I remember a conversation and it's honestly the best um it's the best advice I ever got and that was from my wife of course cuz uh you know she gives the they're best. smarter exactly but <laughs> she was she was like you know you you're trying to build a a a softball life with her but um you know you, she's going to be your daughter forever you know and it took me about 12 hours to kind of absorb that and to go you know what it, I need to build more for, for forever than I do for, for now. And, and I just, I'm very, very, very grateful for that advice. Yeah. That's it. That's sage advice is what that is. That's what we would call that. Yeah. Sage advice. Yeah. Sage advice. I love that. So yeah, that's cool, man. Um, yeah, I know like, uh, like, uh, like even the conversation, even through the podcast, like, uh, you know, Tony, um, when his uh, son was still in high school, even through the podcast, we've had to, uh, you know, move stuff around um, for, for the stuff that he did with, uh, for, with his, uh, with his son while in high school. So it's pretty cool. Man. I think you're preaching to the, co- to the choir here. I think we, you know, we both, we both understand that. And have been there. Uh, even like T- Tampa Bay, you know, Bruce Aaron's the head coach, he's the head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he will tell his staff, like, this is an NFL football team. Your children's events are not to be missed. We can work till midnight but make the event. Wow. You know, and that to me is like special. It's like, like that's, that's what it's all about. It's like, these, again, they happen so freaking fast, man. The, my biggest regret is not coaching football when my kids were young. I wish I would have taken the time to coach them, you know, when they were young. Because mm. all their buddies used to come over here and we used to run drills and all that kind of stuff. Or if I'd stand in for a, one day, you know, like the kids would have so much fun. Cause I, it's something that I love, right? Like I love football. I played it. And, to transfer the love of that is almost like stepping on a stage and doing a haircut and seeing everybody in the audience, you know, feeling energized and excited. But imagine the energy and excitement, you know, out of a 10 year old, like that's the, ele- the elevation of the energy and excitement is so much more. They're not trying to be cool. They're not, you know, they're not trying to be like, yeah, well, I can already do that. They're like soaking it in and they're just amped to then to, to go out and, and regurgitate what they just learned. That's awesome. And you were a D1 player, right? Mm. Almost. I hurt my knee. Remember? Oh, yeah. Or my knee. So, yeah. I had the scholarship, but then I didn't get to play. Got it. But that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. It's a different right. path. That's it. I'm here now talking to you guys. I wouldn't be here talking to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He'd be talking right. to someone important. 
<laughs> not, not there is no more important. There is no more important than you guys right, right. now. <laughs> we want to thank your knees. <laughs> We're not taking your knees out. That's so crazy. It's actually like even through this COVID thing, it's been interesting. You know, even how the sports teams have have responded. You know, like like I'm 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 I knew that it was serious when, when the professional league started to started to uh, dump out, that was kind of my, like, Oh, it just got real. Oh yeah, man. I mean, that's billions of dollars, right? Billions. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, and I love how they're supporting the people that work in their arenas and they're doing all these different things like that. Like to me, that just showcases like true leadership um, and the, the power of sports, right? Like, a lot, some people say they don't like sports, they don't watch sports, they're not interested. That's cool, but sports are very powerful in the world today, you know? And um, even if you go, you know, overseas, sports are very powerful, maybe just a different sport. But actual athletes that are are, are entertaining us, you know, on the weekends or during the week, like, they, they hold a lot of power in their hands. And to see them use that power for good, it's just really refreshing. Yeah, and, and you can see the community getting together with that, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, we hear so many times, you know, athletes aren't role models. Well, I, I argue that the role models are the ones that are stepping up right now. The role models are the ones that are that, that are that are. Yeah, any athlete that says that they're not a role model does not deserve a jersey purchased by a son, by by a son or a daughter out there in the world or an adult, because you are a role model and you've chosen to be a role model by choosing to make millions of dollars playing sports. You've chosen that path. That's part of it, man. And and you can't deny it. And um, I, I find it to be really sad when people do. Just like, for example, like, I mean, in our industry, you know, people that stand on a stage and, and talk to 5,000 5, people, 500 people, five people, you're still a role model. You know, you're a role model for our industry. And that's just part of the job when you choose to take that job. Well said. Well, just so, like when you choose to take the job of being a parent, you're a role model. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that's a whole other story, isn't it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> once you're a parent, you're in, bro. You know, I hope you're yeah. in. You know, I, yeah. I, I hope that you get to enjoy that. And and like you mentioned earlier, you know, there's there's way more. I found that that anything I accomplished as a kid in sports or in anything wasn't nearly as I was never as proud of myself as I am of, of, of my kids accomplishing, you know, even lesser stuff really. Right. But you're just really proud of that as well. You know? Well, so my older son's played varsity for two years now. Right. Mm -hmm. And every time they run on the field to start a game, I cry. And my wife is like, you need to stop fucking crying, dude. (laughs) You know? And I'm like, I can't help it. It just happens. Like I can't, I, 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 every day I'm I'm not going to cry today. It's not going to happen today. And every time it's just, dripping down the side of my face because it's like to see to see that is like I don't know I mean they were so little and they were so um helpless you know when they come out they're helpless I mean they need you for everything and now here they are commanding their life it's just so impressive you know yeah, you got to be a proud yeah you're so proud of of you know what what he's doing and can't help it yeah I feel you I get it, man. Like I, I, I've dropped way more tears for my kids than I have for my kids. I have one for my kids than, than uh that than, you know of. So right. don't stop it, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, you, you can't open the door and expect me not to go through. It's <laughs> a reason I won't do the twenty three and me. <laughs> twenty three and many. <laughs> Actually, you know the, the truth of that is is that uh, it's my dad. Like I know my dad was whoring around, so I did. I did. I've already found out about one kid that uh, that I didn't know about that my dad had. I, I, it could be swarms of them. It could be swarms of fifty-year-olds running around <laughs> with big beards. <laughs> that's, that's that's funny. I, <laughs> that's too funny. I know. That is crazy. I have a client that uh, with the twenty-three and me. She uh, she she may or may not work at Langley. She may or may not, but she said she would never do it. She's like, I would never do that. She goes, why would you give the Chinese your DNA? And I go, yeah, I agree. I, you know, I almost, my dad passed away in June last year. So I thought about doing it. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like, I don't want my DNA out to the world. Like, what if somebody steals my DNA 
murder somebody and then all of a sudden my DNA is at the scene. Like, I don't know. Like to me, it just seems like, I don't know why I would want that. They already are watching us through our phones. We don't need to do anything else. Yeah, it's like that dude out in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, remember they, they stole his DNA and he put, I, I, they're still trying to fight to get him uh, off. Uh, oh, he that was Netflix not, show? Yeah, like remember he was convicted for murder, uh, yeah. and they found he was innocent. And then they re, and then somebody stole some DNA from him, and then reframed yeah. him again. Yeah, see, not I'm keeping the DNA in house. That's it. There was a there was a story that um I think it was a it was autopsy on um on on HBO. They used to have a show, and uh, it, there was a segment called The Good Doctor. And what this guy did. And this is before, like, you know, DNA tests and stuff. But what he did is he surgically implanted a surgical tube in his arm, right? And he filled it up with somebody else's blood because this guy was, like, a rapist murderer, right? And uh, he filled it up with somebody else's blood. So when they drew blood, it was somebody else's blood. So the DNA didn't match. But it was, like, the creepiest, like, crazy messed up. Yeah, look up, uh, if, you, if you're listening in, uh, Google autopsy on hbo and then the name of the segment was the good doctor and it was like it's just this crazy like just you know it's first degree murder this guy is definitely first degree rape because he uh he, he figured it out uh way before actually i don't think he was a murderer but he, he was like this rapist dude but it was anyways i don't know how we got here either but <laughs> it, was just like this, it was just like like just the scum of the like if this guy isn't the scum of the earth man you know yeah that's gross yeah he was in Canada. You know, you can't you can't trust his Canadian doctors. Not one bit. Just Canadians <laughs> in general, especially Canadian barbers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I wonder if I can talk him into uh, shaving his beard. Never. No. 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 That's his brain. Yeah, exactly. It's like Willie Nelson's long hair, man. This is not going anywhere. That's it, man. I had a chance to uh, a couple of years ago. I had a chance to see Willie Nelson in a uh, in a bar. It only the, the bar only seats like twelve hundred people. You know, he was doing like this, cool. yeah, he was doing this surprise like like it wasn't like a planned thing. It was like a surprise kind of thing. Uh, you know, stopover while he was on the road. And uh, one of our clients um, is is the head of uh, of, of booking for this venue. So uh, she got me these tickets to, to see Willie Nelson. And, and like, I'm not a huge Willie Nelson fan, but, but I mega respect where he, where he lives in the music world. And I thought, man, if I was, I don't know if I'd go see Willie in an arena, but I'd definitely go see Willie in a bar. You know what I mean? And then uh, 100%. literally my wife and I were driving down to the show and, and the same client called me. She's like, man, bad news. Willie just canceled. And for about two minutes, I was so annoyed. I was like, what? He canceled. But then I'm like, he was 86 years old. If he wants to take yeah. it off, he can totally. take it off, you know? <laughs> you know, he probably just got high and passed out. That's what it was. Well, I, that was my joke, too. Yeah, he probably uh, yeah. high in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the bus there. But uh, you speak about, like, well, between him and Chong, I'm convinced that, that, that marijuana cures, uh, cures cancer because oh. <laughs> Chong and, and, and Willie have put it away. Actually, I think Chong quit, though. Oh, he did, yeah. But he's probably eating it. That would be my guess. I think he quit smoking it. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Not with the edibles, you know. Edibles are scary to me, man. Because uh, Joe oh, no. Rogan talks about how it's a different, um, how it's how it's a different high because it's like it, it's more of a hallucinogenic by the way that the uh, the liver breaks it down. It, it it creates a totally different drug. That's the only way that I'll do marijuana. Mm-hmm. I like the edibles. I don't like to smoke it, man. What's the legality in what's the legality in, in uh Minnesota? I haven't checked. <laughs> Good answer. I don't, I don't I don't really care. I mean, you know, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah, that well, that's what they say, right? Um, I'm one of my, I'm one of my best friends is a criminal defense lawyer, so I'll be all right. You be, you be, you're good, man. Cuz in Maryland I think it's legal like be a prescription, right, Tony? But I think the prescriptions are really easy to get. Yeah, but then that, then you get like pills and stuff like that, man. I don't, yeah, I don't like pills. Well, no, no, we have uh, we have uh, dispensaries. You can, we have smokehouses. Oh, so oh we, nice. Yeah, you go and buy like a bag of a bag of weed if we want. DC has the. Well, weird, I'm right around the corner from my house. Literally. Oh, hey. 
<laughs> Matt, I'll, I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting for that FedEx package. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, so yeah, well, we'll stop by and then we'll come to my the back of my house and we'll, we'll have a little cook off here. There you go. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Hebrick has the funniest joke about FedEx. He goes, he goes, I like my FedEx driver. He doesn't know that he's a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's, funny. that's hilarious dc has the weirdest rule because like it's legal completely recreational right you can you, you can smoke it all you want people you know walk the streets and smoke it, kind of like la um however you can't sell it so how people but you can give it away so you can gift gift it but you can't sell it so what dc's done is is there's people that in you know again on facebook craigslist or whatever you can actually go and buy a 70 dollar blow pop with a with a with a with a, with a, with a gift Oh, nice. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> they, they, they sell stickers, too. It'll be like a $50 sticker. You know? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Capitalism. Capitalism at its best, man. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But it's funny because D.C. is so funny because even though the the government of D.C. made it recreational, it's still a Fed-run territory, which federally it's still illegal. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is kind of crazy and, and definitely don't listen. If you come to D.C., do not smoke on the mall. The mall is federal land and they will get you. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you know, the park police will get you. But yeah. you know, if you're in a neighborhood or something, they'll, they'll leave you alone pretty much. Yeah, don't walk into the Capitol smoking. <laughs> That's cool. Matt, so what uh, are you missing the show circuit? It's it's it just uh, I know. Listen, I'll I'll speak for me. Is I'm very much uh, missing the show circuit. Uh, I mean, I was kind of glad. Um, kinda, well, we were kind of just getting started when all this uh, when when all this shut down. But you know, I really like I really like the, uh, the the shows. I mean, you do many 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 more shows than we do. But but I, I miss it. How how you feeling? Yeah, man. I think I've had like in the neighborhood of like 15 events canceled. You know, since this has happened. So I'm I think I'm canceled through June right now. Um, I miss, I miss my friends, man. I miss, I miss, uh, the people I see, I miss, you know, impacting, you know, people's lives, um, in that way and trying to help people, you know, grow their business and, and be more confident, you know, behind the chair. But my body doesn't, man. My body is like, wow, you're not traveling. Like this is the longest stretch I've been home since I'm 20 years old. I'm 42. So that's 22 years, the longest stretch that I've been home. And I can feel like, just my body healing, man. Like the airplane is not good for you. You know, it's, it's compression of organs, compressions of veins and, bo- and body parts and all that stuff. And just the pressure that you get from flying. So mentally, yeah, I miss it. But physically my body is like, thank you for the break. Um, you know, we appreciate you. So yeah, it, it, there's pros and cons, man. I mean, there's definitely pros and cons. Will I be excited to go back on the circuit once things get back to normal or the new normal, if you will? Yes, I will be excited, of course, um, and excited to go out and see all my friends and, and do what we do. But there is a part of me that's like, wow, you know, this body, this body needed it. Um, this body needed that break. That's awesome. I, 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 uh, I mean, we didn't travel that much, but listen, just being 50, just being 51, my body appreciates, appreciates the break of just not like even just working in the salon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. No, 100%, man. I mean, we, my, my salon days are like, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., you know, um, no lunch break, and 14 to 17 people a day. And so, yeah, the body is just like saying thanks, you know. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I, I don't know a 50-year-old hairdresser that doesn't have neck, neck and shoulder issues, you know. Yeah. You know, we've for us that have been in the uh, the industry about 30 years, um, I'm starting to loosen up a little bit, though. Like, I don't have – I still have neck and shoulder issues. Like, it's still there, but but it doesn't feel as inflamed as as, as it has for years and years and years. Like, I'm actually able to, you know, move my neck and stuff, you know, um, without it, like, being like, ah, can I go that far or not? So, um, yeah. I think my body definitely appreciates it. I don't know how long, you know, my body <laughs> – once we get back in the grind, I don't know how long my body holds up necessarily. But, you know, I'm appreciative of that. And I mean, and to move forward, like, what's the new normal going to look like? You know, I'm super curious as to that. And I don't know, is 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 the industry going to step up and say, hey, this is what we need to do? Or is it going to be state by state? I would hate to think that it would be state by state that's going to now regulate, you know, what the new normal is. Like, is it is it six feet between stations? Is it not double booking? Is it, you know, everything that we've done in our industry? It, it, mm-hmm. 
could be a big. It's hard to speculate, bro. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to speculate what they're going to do because everything changes on the daily basis. Um, I know for myself, though, I think my schedule is going to change. Like, I've realized, you know, through this time, like, I don't need to, I don't need to do to myself what I've been doing. Um, and I quite enjoy not pounding myself into the ground uh, daily. So I, I personally, my salon schedule is going to change a little bit. It's going to be a little bit lighter. Um, and yeah, I just, it's hard to speculate. It's just so crazy. It's, it's just, you hear the word unprecedented all the time, but there's no other way to describe it. We have never seen anything like this. Um, and it's just to, to guess what's going to happen is just to, you know, again, like just, you know, you're just shooting at, you know, things in the air blindly, right? We just don't know what's going to go down tomorrow. I mean, what if all of a sudden there's another huge outbreak tomorrow? I mean, what happens then? I mean, they're already saying that now in Asia, they're getting like a second wave worse than the first. So it's like, what's going to happen? We just, we just don't know. But I do know that my body appreciates me for taking care of it more than I have. And so that part has to stay. The traveling probably will stay the same, but the behind the chair will probably lighten, lighten a little bit. Right. That's a, you know, it's it's nice that you, uh, that you have that option. I wonder like how it's going to affect the industry as a whole, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I think, you know, there's some things that are really interesting, you know, our industry has gotten a little bit divided. If you go between like commission and booth renters, you know, there's always a lot of like, little drawing back and forth you see it on the internet you see all you know on social media and stuff like that and that i i don't know if i think that by each of those will change in a little bit different way if you will um so i don't i don't know if it's going to unite our industry or even like bring it a little bit further apart when 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 you talk about those two things like because if you're an independent contractor right now it's going to be it's a it's pretty hard for those guys to get unemployment you know um if you haven't been paying yourself a paycheck through your own LLC, good luck. You know, like if you're just paying for your car payment, paying for your house payment out of the money you make behind the chair without paying yourself as an LLC, then it's a lot harder, you know, for those guys to get the uh, the unemployment that they've needed through this time. And so I just don't know if you're going to see more people maybe go to commission. Um, and then our commission salons, you know, being a salon owner, are they going to have a different tactic, if you will, than a booth renter? Because booth renters, you're already kind of like, alone right you know in your space um yeah i don't know it's just it's just a crazy crazy time i can't believe we're living through it it's just i yeah i, I sit up yeah I, you know it's like yeah you think about when we were kids right and just i mean from 9 11 to i mean this i mean you know as a kid your mom would say you know be home by dark they had no clue where we were you know mm-hmm. what i mean life is not like that at all right now you know what I mean? And since, uh, you know, especially with cell phones, you know what I mean? You, you know where your kids are all the time. It's just, yeah. it's amazing to me that, yeah, that we're living through this right now. And I, I would never, ever have guessed it. No, no, you know, no. It's a, and it's the first time that the world has had a common goal, shall we say, you know, since World War II, you know, so it's the first time that the, that the, that, that the world's been together with a, with a common enemy, I should say, you know. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, it, it's, it, it, I think it is a time for, for us to be more united, you know, internationally or, or worldly, um, because the answer is going to be worldly. It's not going to be here or there, right? It's going to be, you know, all of us, whatever these, whatever the answer is, but, um, yeah, it's interesting. And as far as dividing the industry, Matt, I mean, I actually, I, 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 when it comes to this, I'm a little bit more pessimistic because it's not just about the booth renters and, and the commission salons. Now it's become, should I open? Should I not open? You know, a, a month or two ago, it was like, should I close? Should I stay open? And then it became, should I sell at home hair color kits or should I not sell at hair color kits? And now, and now that now that that same conversation is, you know, should we open? Should should we demand to be open, or should we demand to stay home? You know, I mean, you know, personally, I feel like uh, I, I'm going to demand to stay home because, you know, n- n- no matter what, my health and the health of my family is most important um, at the end of the day. Because, you know, all, all the money I made in the world, um, if it affected my family in a negative way, would would have no value. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough, right? But then what if it's like, okay, 
what what if you are the booth renter that's like i need money to eat yeah right like i'm blessed I, i'm blessed like we we save money um you know we we were on top of the ppp loan we got the ppp loan right away went with a small bank did things right um so like my staff is taken care of i, I don't get a paycheck right now but you know the staff is taken care of um so there's certain situations where it's like easier to be like yeah I'm having a good time, you know, and then there's other people who, who haven't gotten a paycheck and can't pay for even, you know, a bottle of water or a bag of rice, man. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's when it becomes dire. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, what, what is right? What is wrong? They say we're going to 85% of people are going to get this virus anyway, you know, no matter what, and we're just buying time so that we can have the space to take care of the people to get it. I mean, I, it's, it's just, it's just so <clears throat> crazy to even try and quantify what is right and what is what is wrong i feel you i feel you man you're right there you know yeah. my biggest quote over this is my business is my business so you know if you want to sell color kits it's not my business you know it's your business if, if you want to go back to work it's not my business it's your business you know? but 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 you you expect that there's respect you know from everybody in that you know if you want to go back to work that's your business i'm not gonna i'm not gonna judge you for it yeah and i, I think that's actually what we can learn you know, as a collective community, not just hairstylists, but everything in general. I'm not going to judge you for what you do. My business, That's, my business. That's exactly mm -hmm. what I was going to say. You know what I mean? Uh, it's all about judging. You don't have a place to judge anybody. Judge yourself. That's it. That's all, that's all you have to do, right? Let mm -hmm. other people be other people. Don't worry about what they do. You have control yeah, we, of yourself. We've divided. People have divided, right? Like, I'm right, you're wrong. I mean, that's that's really what it boils down to. I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah. And my way is the right way. Your way is the wrong way. And maybe, maybe, that. like, this time can allow people to say, okay, that way is your way. This way is my way. I'm going to do what's good for me. You do what's good for you. I love right. it. I love it. It's, it's, it, it's, it. I forget. It actually has a name, and I forget. It's, you know, the Alzheimer's has taken over. But, you know, it's it's the Ford Chevy game, right? Like you, because mm -hmm. you drive a Chevy and I drive a Ford, or vice versa. You know, it, it's the same or, game. Or you suck because you're a vegetarian. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony, that's that's actually true. That's true. Everything that's true. <laughs> my business is my business, boy. <laughs> but you know, you know that that's interesting though, Matt. Is like, and I would, and I'm going to go with it, Tony, because when I chose to be a vegetarian, then in in some communities I wasn't vegetarian enough, and in other communities I was way overdoing, right? Like, like yeah. some communities, like, oh, wait a sec, you still eat eggs? Well, you, you know, and I'm like, and then I, you know, my realization was like, why does anybody care what I put into my mouth? Yeah. Right? Like, like, yes. like, first off, how do, how are we even on the same team or how are we on opposite teams? Like, 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 what is this, like, what goes in my mouth puts me on, on, on a certain team, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, it was yeah. just this weird. And I, and I realized that because I wasn't vegan or vegetarian enough that, that, that there was, there was a, there was a community that wasn't going to accept the way that again, I ate. Right. And, and, and then, you know, my best friend being a barbecue guy, I knew that there would be no way that he'd ever accept the way that I ate for, for opposite yeah. reasons. But you know, it was all jokes aside, it was kind of a big realization to me, like, you know, I, I don't I don't care that much. I don't care that you care that much is what I should say. You know, I, I and, and, and by the way, that doesn't mean that I can't hug you. Right. That doesn't mean mm -hmm. that, 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 that we can't that, that we can't be besties, you know. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of this, you know, and, and again, uh, I learned how to make a mean portobello because of you. That's true. <laughs> That's the crack cool. sauce glaze, brother. And, and, <laughs> and Maddie, just to throw it out there, Tony literally makes the best salsa in the world. The best salsa in the world? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, Matt, back to barbecue. Are you a, are yeah. you are you a Carolina sauce guy or are you more like a Memphis uh, sauce guy? 100% Carolina. Car Ooh. Oh, 100%. I got the crack yeah. sauce for you then. <laughs> yeah, totally yeah. I, I don't like all this stuff. I, I'm a very simplistic guy. I'm Italian, man. Like, so like we'll make, for example, like last weekend I made a Sunday gravy for my family. And even though it cooked all day, you're talking about like eight ingredients that create the Sunday gravy, you know? It's, simplicity wins in my book all the time. Yeah. 
I love. I don't need complex flavors. Like I don't need to like you know make myself. I'm gonna get complex flavors with salt and garlic. You know what I mean? Like what? come on. That's it, man. Well, well, Tony makes a mean Carolina sauce, so you you need to hook uh hit him up for that because it is. It oh, is I will. Yeah, there's only like five or six ingredients in that. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's perfect. But it's proprietary, so he's not going to share it with you. That's okay. <laughs> I'll make you a batch and send it to you. That's perfect. I'll be able to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. That's all. I've got sneaky tricks up my sleeve. Right. <laughs> I went, I love how the competition went from being competitive to going to being competitive. Right. <laughs> right. That's just the love of food, man. That's just the yeah. love of food. You know. That's just we the need love. Address cook off. Like I think we need to we need to recruit a couple other people and then uh you know I'm sure we can I'm sure we can find some time up in Montana to uh, to do a uh, to do a hairdresser cook off. What do you guys? Think? We gotta get my my boy Chris Jones. Uh, he's out of Houston. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's on, he's on the BTC team with me. Yeah, we know. Um, and he's he's a baller, man. He's good. He's good on the barbecue. So bring Chris Jones in the mix. Although he does cook filet mignons, and I I just that no, well, not that's, my jam. I, I thought you were gonna say brisket. You know, from being from Texas, a big no, old- man. I think he's got fake teeth and he's worried about his teeth coming out. So he likes to have that meat that's just mushing. Mushy right. <laughs> <Wishy> meat. Mushy <laughs> meat, exactly. That's awesome. Right, he, he'll have the fish category. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's awesome. Gotcha, man. Yeah, we got to do a barbecue. I wish we could do it around a show, but, you know, you're just so friggin' busy at the shows, you know? I'm actually yeah. interested. I'm interested, like, with these convention halls, since there haven't been conventions in a year. Like, are they forced to drop their, not a year, but, you know, six months or so, but yeah. working, working a year into the future, you know, are they forced to drop the prices of the venue? And then if they're forced to drop the prices of the venue, is Premier then forced to drop the prices of entry, um, you know, meaning for, for the manufacturer, not ticket prices necessarily. I, I'm wondering, like, is this the big shift in the industry that, that as far as shows go that, that, that we've been waiting for? You know, because I know that. You know, it's particularly with Premier, you know, one of the complaints is just how expensive it is for the manufacturers to be in there. Yeah, I would hope so. But, you know, again, I'm not sure, right? Because you're going to have people trying to recoup their losses. Um, As far as the convention, they'll probably have to lower the rate for the convention center, I would guess, because otherwise people just aren't going to book them because people don't have the money to book them. But then will the actual convention holder lower their price is the question are they going to try and you know recoup some lost costs or you know raise raise you know their their bottom line on it i don't that that i just don't know it's left to be unseen man yeah you know that you know this is one of the greatest things that has happened for me out of covid i don't speculate shit anymore man (laughs) i i don't i'm i don't pretend i'm like yeah i mean we'll we'll find out you know you know i I don't speculate anything anymore because all my speculations have been shoved in my face since it started. Yeah. So it was, it was a good learning lesson of, you know, where my brain was at compared to where it is now. <laughs> I love that, man. You're right though. You know, but that's all we, we love to speculate. That's what makes us human. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. We, do, we, we love to be let down. <laughs> you know? so yeah. yeah. Uh, give me the pain, make it hurt. That's it, man. That's it. I just hope the NFL is that it doesn't get shut down because um, uh, I've been I'm more looking forward to this season than than, than any than seasons many seasons in the past. You know, I've been checked out for about five years now, but for some reason this year has got me. I don't know if it's Brady to Tampa or 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 or, yeah. or, or, or Tony, who's an Atlanta Falcons team, and they seem to be stacking up. That uh that NFC South yeah. is going to be sickening. Yeah, it's going to be a shakeup year. I like it. I'm in. I agree. I can't wait, man. Dude, Matt, th- thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for, uh, I know in, uh, it, it's early in the morning there in, uh, in Minnesota. Um, thanks for getting up and, uh, and hanging out with us. And just, man, I always just appreciate the time that, that we get to, uh, that we get to spend. And, and I'm so happy that this morning we actually got to record it and, uh, you know, just have conversation, conversation with the bros. I agree, man. You guys are doing a great thing. I'm always honored that um, to be on your show. Now this is the second time, and I'll do it whenever you guys want. I love hanging out with you guys. I would like to hang out and uh, have a little cook-off 
Get, Tony? I think yeah, that's we'll, definitely, we'll definitely go try to make that happen. That's it. I'm Just gonna, because I want to learn something. That's it. I want to learn something. <laughs> hey, hey, Matt, don't speculate. It's not speculation. He, he, ran, he ran barbecue tours. So I want to learn something uh, from the barbecue master over there. Well, sometimes the, uh, you know, the student becomes the teacher. That's it, man. Always, always oh. the, the teacher, man. You know? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Matt, again, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for spending the time with us. And thank you very, very much for joining us. On- Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>